the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Answer or Salem Media Group. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. That is some intro and <laughs> suddenly off. <laughs> uh, hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning, 11 noon. I'm in the studio live today. So if you would like to, oftentimes I'll do the uh, show from uh, from home. Actually, we did one, I think it was last week. I did it from home, uh, but it comes in. So you can actually call in and ask questions even when I'm working from home. Uh, so that's pretty good. It's uh, amazing, all the technology we have today. Sometimes it even works. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But uh, anyway, if you'd like to call, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And, you know, I just thought we'd talk today a little bit, uh, random topics, uh, everything current, though. Um, what we're seeing in the fixed income markets is really interesting. You know, short-term bonds are paying more than longer-term bonds are. Um they call that an inverted yield curve. We'll talk a little bit about that a little later on in today's show, where the most opportunities are in that environment, uh, because there are a couple that I think are, are really good. Stocks, stocks are, uh, um, you know, if you're looking about over the next one or two years, and everybody always asks that, you know, what do you think will happen by the end of this year? Well, you know what? Um, actually, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but your guess is as good as mine. As far as what's going to happen over the next 12 months, you, you know, you may as well flip a quarter. <laughs> and uh, actually, the quarter's probably got better odds than you do because the market can go up, down, or remain unchanged. Now, it's highly unlikely it remains unchanged, but it still is a, an option. So your chances of getting that right are one in three. Um, and I know most people think it's one in two, but, you know, technically it's actually one in three. 
Yeah, but if you waited until it went up or down, then yeah, you, you'd either it'd be just like tossing a quarter. And that's what it is. It's kind of like tossing a quarter. I will say this. The underlying economy is incredibly strong. That's why they're, they're raising interest rates. The, uh, there's been inflation. It's, it's not just because of the economy. It's not just because the demand is there. It's not just because the money is there. There's, they're all, this one's really complicated because you have all the supply chains in Europe being messed up by the war that's being fought there. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in Taiwan with China and, um, that's an awful lot of military expenditures going on there. And, uh, is this stuff normal? Um, actually it kind of is. If you go back and look through history in the early 1960s, right around the era that I was born, uh, so I really didn't know much about what's going on. I, I read about it later, but there was an awful lot of turmoil going on. And then you might have heard of this thing called the Vietnam War um, that came along. And then they started, they decided that, you know, right near the middle of that war, that uh, the government was going to create a program. Um, I think that's where Medicare came in. Yeah, that was Medicare. So, and, and by the way, there was no funding for Medicare. I mean, the funding was zero. And so they had to come up with all that money and it led to some pretty high inflation, which led to some really high interest rates. And it led to a stock market that kind of went sideways in a big wide range for an incredibly long time period. It was over 10 years. Okay. So, and to make money, uh, Using stocks, if you rebalanced your portfolio, let's say you had stocks, bonds, cash, three basic categories, and you rebalanced your portfolio, you would have made a, a decent return throughout that time period, uh, depending on how, how frequently you did it. But when the stocks went down, if you were rebalancing, you were taking some of the money out of the, the shorter term fixed income and you were putting it into stocks. And then when it had a big rally, and it was overweighted. You come back to let's and let's use a 50-50. So if you put fifty percent in the stock market, fifty percent in bonds or CDs or fixed annuities, whatever you chose for the fixed portion. When the stocks went down, you would actually take some of that money and add it to the stocks that you had. When the stocks went up again and rallied up big time, which they did, you'd have taken some of that money now that it was overweighted in stocks and you'd have moved it back over to the safer side. And, uh, that's, that's called rebalancing actually. And, uh, you know, my industry, they, they really like to complicate things. <laughs> I was listening to some financial planning commercials and some of their shows over the weekend and boy, do they do a really, really good job. I mean, it just sounds so good and it sounds really complicated. Uh, but if you're doing a financial plan, it really doesn't have to be very complicated. In fact, I, I'm really, I'd rather go with the simplest answer. What is that? Occam's razor. Uh, Occam's razor is oftentimes the simplest solution is the best and, or something like that. You can, you can Google that if you'd like to, but anyway, and I'm in agreement in retirement planning and financial planning. It's actually relatively simple. Now, picking out the individual funds, that that's going to require a lot of time, a lot of effort. But actually, what you're looking for is relatively simple. It's just that you have to look a lot. I mean, there are thousands of funds available. And um, 
thousands of them that are actually different. There are a lot of, within those thousands, there are some that are actually identical except for the expense ratios. But if you take a, a broad look at all the available funds out there, I mean, they're literally several thousand choices. And that's a lot. I mean, these are funds. They're, they're holding anywhere from 30 stocks generally uh, up to 3,000. And they do it in many different ways, but uh, it's just it's just a lot. And I feel bad for individual investors out there trying to get their arms around this, even kids just out of college. It's going to take several years to learn everything that you could know about all these various options just in the fund. They're just in the managed money department, uh, fund management. But And realistically, do you need to know that? Not really. I mean, I can drive my car, but I couldn't fix it. You know, I mean, you can operate a vehicle without knowing how everything actually works, but even learning that, it it can be challenging. So anyway, what are the biggest challenges? Well, the biggest challenge I see, uh, and it's kind of been my focus in this industry the entire time I've been in it, is earning enough on your investments to be able to uh, retire one day. And I don't care if you're 22 years old, just out of school. It, actually, you have a big advantage if you if if you're listening to this, which most are not. But if if you're listening to this, or you're out there and you've got kids or grandkids that are right around that age, you should have them listen to the show. And here's what you're going to need to do to to tell them. Here's what I'm going to need to tell them. So take whatever income that you want to have in retirement. And by the way, this goes for people who are 60. You know, getting ready to retire, thinking forward to retirement for people over 50, for people over 40, it doesn't really matter the age. The, the numbers are, are the, um, the work is the same. You, you try to get an estimate. Now, if you're in your twenties, you're not going to have an estimate yet. Well, you might, depends on how long you've been working, but, um, try to get an estimate on social security or any pension you might have. If you're a school teacher, you work for a federal government. That's a lot easier because they've got these projections out there. Here's how much, you know, if you're closer, the closer you are to retirement, say when you get above 40, okay, or above 35, actually, when you get above 35 years old, just go to the social security's website, figure out, you know, get a, find out what you think that might be. Take your current income, multiply it by 75%. We're going to take that 75% of your income plus whatever the social security is. Now, they give you two methods of collecting Social Security or a pension. One of them is not adjusting for inflation, uh, which means that uh, if you were retiring today or within the next year or so, this is how much you would get. And then there's the one that's adjusted for inflation. So you have to make that inflation adjustment, and you're going to have to do that on your own. And you know what I'm going to do? <clears throat> I've been thinking about this for quite a while. I'm going to put together just a little sheet that shows a multiplication table. It's just a table. Uh, you can do this online if you'd like to. There are lots of calculators out there, but I'd like to keep things as simple as humanly possible. So if I take my income that I'm going to need, and then I multiply that by uh, 0.04, that's the 4% rule. Okay, so if you don't know how much income you need, just figure about 80% of your current income is what you'd need to maintain your lifestyle 
And you could do that relatively easily. Now, I say 80%, people go, what? What do you mean 80%? I need 100%. Some people need 150%. I'm just saying uh, that most people, or many people, could maintain their lifestyles without much of a problem if they show if they were getting 80% of their current income. Now, remember, you're not working. And, and if you want to keep working, you can. But typically, 80% is a pretty good number. Let's put a little math to that. Okay, let's say I'm going to do, I make 100000 So um, 80% of 100000 is $80,000. That's what I'm going to need. If I bring that on, for, if I'm going to uh, retire 20 years from now, and the inflation rate, let's say it averages 4% over that time period. It's higher than that now, but it's been a lot lower than that over the past, you know, few years. If, if it goes at 4%, over 20 years, it's going to double. Roughly things will cost twice as much on a little over 20 years. The, uh, so if I'm making a hundred thousand, that would mean I would need $80,000 today in 20 years. Um, that's going to be 160,000. Okay. Now before you panic, this is where you go in and start checking on how much you're going to get from social security. <laughs> Let's say you're, you're actually at that age today and you need $80,000 a year in income. And then you check for social security and because you've been a pretty good earner, um, you're actually going to get 4,000 a month. I'm just pulling that out of thin air. So 48,000, that's $48,000 that I do not have to invest for that that's going to come to me from my social security that's pretty good that's really good that's actually higher than the average the, the average across the country now and remember the average has the disability people in it uh people who um had to work in some jobs that didn't pay a lot uh so the average social security payments only it's a little over two thousand a month i think right now so if you're in 4000 that's because you were uh you were a higher wage earner and you paid a lot more into it. Um, there are a lot of people that I know of in, in this area. I, well, I, I talk to them all the time. And, and that's about accurate for them. And say uh, right around 4000 So anyway, make a long story short. If, if they needed $80,000 a year and they were to be able to maintain their lifestyle and just do what they wanted to do, and they're going to get 48000 from Social Security, that, that means they got to come up with $52,000 on their own. And uh, if you multiply 52,000, I can't do this in my head, by the way, um, times 20, okay, that would be a million bucks. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. So uh, if you got half of that, well, then that'll give you half of, of what you could get. And this is where it gets really tricky. You've got to go in and figure out you know, are you still going to work during retirement? Um, are you going to just cut back? Maybe that it's easy for you to get by on that. But anyway, I'm going to write all this down and I'm going to publish it in a little booklet. And it'd probably take me uh, to get around to the whole thing about a month. And when I do that, I will, um, you know, I've got a phone call coming in and, uh, but I don't know who it is. Um, the, uh, I could go ahead and, okay, somebody's, somebody's taking it. <laughs> Sorry about that. 216-901-0945 is the number if you'd like to call in. And, oh, incidentally, I had somebody get really upset when I was talking about this. What I'm talking about is it's, it's accepted in the financial planning field as the 4% rule. Uh, 
And I mean, people were upset because I was talking about it. Not my rule. <laughs> it's, it's not my rule. It's the rule that they recommend that you stick to when you're trying to do retirement planning. And I know what people are thinking. I've, I've heard all the time. Well, the stock market's average 10% a year or eight or 9% a year, whatever that is. That's the stock market. You know, that's that market that drops 50% every once in a while. You see your investments cut in half and you're taking out more than 5%. You're not going to have any money. I mean, you'll, you'll literally run out of cash. Okay. That, that's where that 4% rule came from. Now, could you go to five or six? You probably could. That's one of the reasons I like the, uh, the annuities because a lot of them will guarantee an income that's more than 4%. Now it depends on your age. That's primarily uh, the factor, the age and the company that you're dealing with. Um, if you are getting a, uh, six over 6%, uh, as a percentage of the principal that you invested and that's an income that, and it's guaranteed for as long as you live. And sometimes you put a spouse on there and, and it's for both of you. The, um, that's good. That means you don't have to take quite as much out of the other monies. Or if you do, at least, you know, and then the market does crash and, and you're still taking out a lot of money from the other ones, you still have that money coming in um, despite whatever happens in the stock market. And that's pretty good. And it's really good. I mean, I, I like it. I have them. You know, the ones I've been talking about the last couple of years here, the, uh, I'm just uh, licking my chops <laughs> because the income that I'm going to be able to generate from that is pretty substantial. And even with interest rates as you know, they've gotten higher over the past two years, like a lot higher. They're still not to the point uh, of where that product is. You know, I'm still going to get more out of that than I will uh, if I were to put my money into bonds, which fluctuate a lot. I don't know if, how many people realize how much bonds go up and down. They they probably do now because we I have been getting a lot of calls. Bonds will go up and down a lot. Now, if if you're like me, and by the way, now that I hear the music, I'm going to take a commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. In the dark. Always Right Radio with Bob France. He's on Twitter bragging about the fact that yesterday we found out that the November inflation number was 7.1%. Saying, look at what a phenomenal job we're doing with inflation. Because two months ago, it was 9%. And so they're thinking, well, look at a great job we're doing. What they won't tell you is that when Joe Biden took office, inflation was at 1%. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on The Answer. And Odyssey. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to call us, call us at 216-901-0945. I'm live in the studio today. I'm going to go to the phones right now, and I've got a caller. I'll have to call you caller number one and, and ask if I can ask for your name. This is Andrew Channon. How are you today? Good. How are you? Well, we had spoke about ETFs earlier in the week and wanted to follow up on them uh, for the show today. Yes, the uh, I'm glad uh, glad you called, and we're having a little bit of technical di- difficulty today in the radio station, which is why I had to ask for your name. But uh, yeah, so Adam, uh, we had talked a little bit earlier this week, and uh, I think I'd let you know I, I do most of the work that I do on the equity side, particularly, uh, and the uh, fixed income side is in uh, exchange traded funds. I think it's a a really good way for the average investor to be able to do some things that are pretty uh, sophisticated, but without having to worry about executing the strategy. And that's, that's how I see these as a, a big relief. Uh, it, it's one thing to come up with a strategy. It's another thing altogether to try and run it. <laughs> and uh, so you have some that I caught my attention and I thought it would be a good idea to have you on so that you could explain them to my listeners. And uh, so I'll let you take it from here. I really appreciate it, Bill. And, you know, I got to catch uh, some earlier parts of the show, and you're absolutely right. There are thousands of funds and thousands of ETFs that are in the market, not just here in the U.S., but uh, this has become uh, an investment vehicle that has grown popularity around the world. And almost all developed exchanges and less less developed exchanges even offer uh, ETFs now. And, uh, you know, in the early days of these products coming out, you you had – like uh, going back to the Occam's razor example, you had, you know, the simplest solution. So, you know, think of, you know, the, the mutual funds with the largest assets. There were essentially clones of ETFs that were created. And, you know, there's some, some benefits and, and other aspects of the ETFs that made it desirable for people. But as time went on, um, you saw many more types of ETFs capturing all different types and parts of the markets. 
different asset classes, different geographical focuses. And it certainly has made it more confusing for people to sort through and, and find ETFs and learn how each individual one works and operates. But at the same time, it's also empowered individuals, not just institutional investors and hedge funds and the biggest banks in the world, but it's empowered individuals to have tools at their hands to be able to develop their own global macro portfolio strategies and to, to really balance it based on their worldviews and the, the opinions that they want to express via their investment. And so we've actually, at my company, Procure, um, have come out with two ETFs that have been um, you know, focused on, in the thematic space. So equity, uh, global equity focuses on specific industries. And our first one was uh, the world's first pure play global space ETF. So realizing that people might be interested in investing in the space industry, but not necessarily understanding all the companies that are involved, not necessarily being able to get exposure to companies that are you know, foreign companies listed on foreign exchanges, um, you know, not uh, necessarily wanting to keep up with rebalancing their portfolios as as time goes on and new companies are added and old companies leave, um, UFO is a way for investors to get exposure to uh, you know, over 30 publicly traded companies from around the world that specialize in different areas of the space economy. Right. I really like the uh, the sense of humor in lab- in getting the call symbol of uh, UFO. <laughs> it's uh, it wasn't necessarily the first idea that came to mind, but when <laughs> when we when we thought about it later on as we were developing the product, uh, UFO became the ticker that that we needed to to utilize. Yeah, that's um, really cool. But certainly, yeah, it, it captures the imagination, and yeah. I think you know, the space industry does as well. Uh, it, it's huge. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And, and uh, when I look at people like Elon Musk and how far he's pushed that forward. And how many other companies have come into being just because, uh, well, not just because, but he's been a major force in, in the development of a lot of those private companies. And, uh, so I, I think that's really interesting. And, uh, and, and you, you look at something like a SpaceX and, you know, whether you agree or disagree with, uh, with Elon Musk and his politics or not, um, you know, what he's done for, through his company, SpaceX, which is you know, creating reusable right. rockets, has opened up so many opportunities for exactly like you said, private companies and public alike, because they've lowered the cost of access to space via their reusable rocket technology. So the types of companies, types of individuals, types of government projects that can be experimented with and done become so much more possible um, and economically, you know, doable because of this lower cost of access to space. So it's really opened up, you know, tremendous opportunities for all different space companies and shapes and sizes. So, um, you know, we're really at an interesting inflection point for the industry. And you know, ETFs are a way that people can get exposure to now, you know, industries such as space without having to necessarily become an expert in the individual companies themselves. Right. With a lot, and it's a lot safer. I mean, when you said there, you have what, 30 companies in that one right now? It's closer to 40. Okay, 40. So that's a lot better than one. <laughs> that, I see that a lot. Which company do you think, you know, well, you know, I, I really like them all. And uh, it's it's really, it's incredibly difficult to pick winners that way. But what you're, what you're really talking about is trying to capture a theme for an industry that's in its infancy, that's growing fast, and probably going to be one of the faster growing industries over the next 10 to 20 years. So it's, We've, go ahead. You, no, you know, I, I can't say that it's safer or better than, you know, picking one thing versus another, but what right. you know, was really important to us was 
um, aligning ourselves with an index where there was you know, an expert on board that truly understood the industry. So one of the co-developers of the index that our fund uh, seeks, to, seeks to replicate before uh, fees and expenses uh, was developed by a former director of the Space Foundation. And he was uh, one of the individuals that developed the model for how the space report, probably the most followed, track quoted uh, annual and quarterly space um, outlook report um, around the world, uh, he helped develop that model over a decade ago that actually tracks the size, the, the industry, the companies, the growth involved in the space industry. And so they actually dug down to look for companies deriving large percentages of their revenues from space. So if you look at UFO, um, at rebalance each quarter, you'll see that at least 80% of the fund is actually focused on companies deriving a majority of their revenues from space-related activities, businesses, and services. So it really is giving you know, significant exposure to the theme which we set out in providing uh, exposure to investors for in space. Right. Well, that, that sounds really good. I, I, I really like the idea. I like the uh, ideology, the methodologies that you're using. Uh, I think they make an awful lot of sense. And uh, it's really, it's made my job significantly easier when I can uh, locate someone that's doing something that, that I have an interest in. And uh, this is definitely one of them. So uh, I would let the listeners know out there, if you want to uh, learn more about this, what what's your website address? You can visit ProcureETFS.com and you can learn about the UFO Procure Space ETF or our newest ETF, FIXT, the Procure Natural Disaster Recovery Strategy ETF, which um, is, is pretty timely given all the events that we've seen around the world and even um, just east of you out in Ohio these days. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, been on the uh, news all, you know, 24-7. So, yeah, well, great. That's awesome. And uh, thanks for coming on the show and uh, taking the time today. And uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, talking soon. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, you know, ETFs are a really interesting uh, investment vehicle. There's a lot to learn just from from reading through the prospectuses. But I would be thrilled to come on as a guest and help answer, you know, ETF questions and help your audience get a better understanding, whether it's about our, our products or, or others. Uh, it's something that I've been a student of since uh, graduating college over, gosh, over over 15 years ago now. So uh, you know, happy to be a resource if I ever can. Well, that sounds good. Thanks again for calling in and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show. Thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Always nice of them. And again, if you want to get information on that exchange-traded fund, you can just go to my website, Bullington Capital, request it. I'll forward you the information on it. Um, I think it, it it makes a lot of sense that the types of companies in there, they're not like Procter & Gamble, which is actually my favorite stock, but the uh, showing my bias there. But I think it's an area where a small amount of money uh, could end up doing very well, you know, given enough time. It's 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 not... A matter of, I think, um, if it will do well, it's when it will do well, how long it takes. And uh, it's one of the reasons you got to be pretty careful when you're putting your portfolio together. If you like the idea of doing something like that, you know, and investing in those types of companies, then, uh, yeah, just you don't want to overdo it. And that's kind of the job of a fiduciary. Uh, I get questions all the time. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And uh, I'll take a look at it. And that's actually a big part of my job is being a sounding board. And I'll bring up the uh, the pros and the cons. 
And, you know, on something like this, I probably, would I put a huge position on? Probably not. I, I haven't looked at the individual companies that make up that fund yet. But even if I did, just knowing the N index and the industries, um, I know that they're in the early stages. But that's fine. And when they're in the early stages, you typically don't want to have a tremendous amount of your money in uh, something like that. It's not, it's not the prudent thing to do. <laughs> but uh, it depends on how young you are. I mean, I, I, I'm not really a gambler, and uh, uh, I like to try to have an idea of how much risk I'm actually taking. And once you can see what's inside of a fund, and if you know how to do valuation at all, uh, and I, my favorite is to look at a price-to-sales ratio. It's a little more complicated. The vast majority of people, when I was coming up in the industry, always looked at the price-to-earnings ratio. Well, there's a, uh, and that's okay if if you like doing that. You just have to know how to estimate earnings yourself, and uh, not even be super expert at it. But you got to be comfortable with financial statements because earnings, in, in my view, were an opinion in a lot of cases. And I know all the CPAs out there. If there are any that are listening, they're just kind of chuckling right now. But the uh, the bottom line is, the earnings may not be the actual earnings. Sales are really hard to disguise and manipulate and uh, harder, I should say. And anyway, that's a long, really getting off the point here. <laughs> it was very nice of him to call. And uh, again, if you want more information on that uh, ETF that, that's going to invest in spacecrafts and uh, outer space and stuff, you know, like Elon Musk's companies, uh, there's that's definitely coming in the future. And I feel kind of like it's it's like the computer industry was back in the 1970s, you know, before Steve Jobs actually started rolling out the first Macintosh computers. Yeah, that that's about where that industry is. And uh, uh, within 10 years, um, it's going to be it's going to be big. So and like I said, you don't have to put a lot of money into it. And it's being run intelligently. And uh, um, I Quite frankly, I I don't put a ton of my money in any one thing. You know, that there's a, a there's a reason for that. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot. When I was younger, I did that, and uh, that's how you learn. Experience is a great teacher. I just wish it was somebody else's experience that I was learning from. But the uh, and that that's what people have an, an opportunity to do today. Uh, it is so difficult because you do have so many. There, I mean, literally thousands of stock funds there are thousands of stock funds if you add up the the funds that have all the asset classes in them they're tens of thousands that's a little intimidating and um to to really do a good job i mean you've got to be willing to spend an enormous amount of time trying to study this and if you don't want to do that well that's actually why my field my career even exists is because all the information's out there if if you have the time and you're willing to put in that kind of time. And, and a lot of times uh, you put in a lot of time and then what you find out is that now you've got to put in more time because it took you a long time to study to get to one certain level and there's a whole lot more to go. But uh, anyway, and it's another reason that I try to keep things as simple as humanly possible. Like I have, uh, I've overweighted in a lot of the funds and my own personal stuff, healthcare, which over the past, you know, since the pandemic, 
uh, hit, it actually has not done well, you know, which I laugh about it. First of all, because I didn't put, I, I think I got less than 10% of my money in those funds and they're diversified amongst several hundred companies within those three funds. So I'm not worried about it. And healthcare is the fastest growing, one of the faster growing industries in the world. Big part of that is the aging of the population. The older you get, the more frequently you go to the doctor and you know, their revenues, their sales have been going up consistently um, at very high rates. So yeah, do I think it's a, uh, a bad investment? No, I, I would actually, I would take my money out of it if I thought it was. It's actually more undervalued now than it was when I bought it <laughs> because the sales have gone up and the share prices are slightly lower. Now, on the other side of that, I also, you know, I've been talking about investing in um, semiconductors and I've got a little model. I've got four, five funds, depends on how big the account is. Uh, the, we, invest in these and we get a really good representation of that entire industry throughout those three funds. And that's done incredibly well. I mean, it's, it, you're not allowed to talk back at, if you, if your timing wasn't good, if you were unlucky, uh, if you stayed in it past the point that it was overvalued, like the late nineties, if you were to look at the, a lot of the stocks that make up the names in there, they were selling at valuations that they had never sold for. I mean, they were two to three times, higher than the highest valuations they'd ever sold for. That's not good. <laughs> when something's normally selling for, you know, 12 or 15 times its earnings and all of a sudden it's selling at a hundred, that's not good. I mean, what would you rather pay a hundred or 12? I mean, come on. The, uh, so and that was the situation that that was in. I didn't have any of those stocks or funds at that point in time, I just didn't feel like it was a good, good investment. So, and you can't, you, you can't guarantee wins, by the way. Yeah, we're not allowed to do that in this industry. You got to do the best you can, keeping it as simple as possible. That, that's kind of a key. Paying attention to things, you know, sales growth is the number one driver of any industry out there. Uh, so that's kind of a key, key thing to do. Learn to balance your portfolio between fixed income. In stocks, that's going to be really important now. And I know a lot of people who have been investing in fixed income and, and invested in the wrong kind the last couple of years is really upset. You know, they're really upset because they're, it's down a lot. Anyway, you hear the music. That means I got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. yourself saying, I need a vacation. Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? 
Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. No doubt about it, we're spending more time. Perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. If you hear anything you'd like more information on, feel free to go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. And uh, just give us a, a uh, email. If you uh, are there, there's a contact us page. So you can fill that out. And what's really funny about the contact page is nine out of 10 people that fill in their information forget to ask the question. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll... I'll email you back and, uh, or even try to call you back and, uh, find out, you know, what you're looking for. But, uh, yeah, that, that would help a little. So, uh, anyway, but I, I started this show out and, you know, I'm listening to other ads from other people that uh, do what I do for a living and they're so nice and they're so, uh, sounds like, you know, they've got it all together and they've got all this stuff in there. And, uh, I'm like, wow, the, uh, I wonder if if they even realize because the College for Financial Planning teaches that you have to start with this uh, a budget, you know, and they go on and on and on, and there are thousands of pages they've written over this stuff, and I'm like, really? <laughs> it takes you thousands of pages. It sounds really nice. I mean, it sounds very impressive, but the reality is, you just need a budget. You just need to know how much you spend. You know, what are you spending on a monthly basis? Now, I know that's hard. I mean, for a lot of people, they don't know. But if you've got a budget and you've got 
savings, then you can uh, see how much you may need to try to make and on the investments to try to keep your lifestyle the way that you'd like to have it. And it's really not all that difficult. Um, what gets difficult is when somebody needs to generate returns that are, you know, 10%, you know, just to meet those goals. Because the only way that you can do that is by taking a fairly significant amount of risk. And th- that's going to kill people. And I, I know I'm going to get some more hate mail because there are people out there in my industry that will show you a return on a fund that's averaged 10% a year for the last 5 or 10 years, uh, even 12 years, and say, well, look, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, if you look at the ups and downs in that fund, it may have done that. And if you look at the look at the Russell 1000 growth index, it's done phenomenally well. Look at the mid-cap growth index. It's done incredibly well. The problem is when the market goes down, so do they. They're not oblivious to what's going on in the rest of the world. They don't just go up 10% a year. It doesn't work like that. And I feel obligated. I mean, despite the fact that I am legally obligated to disclose things like that, like that's called risk. And they like to call it uh, standard deviation. They've got all kinds of words for it. Standard fluctuation. Um, a lot of stuff that, you know, it doesn't happen that often that that's a, uh, uh, one, uh, 100 year event. No, the statistics, statistical methods that they use, I think understate the amount of risk that people are taking. And I, I know why they do it. I'm, I'm not in agreement with it. And I really think people would be much better off if you just told them like it was, Hey, look, market was down. 50% back in 1972 uh, over the next two years. The S&P was down 57%. Now, there were some value-oriented funds back then that didn't go down that much and, and actually had recovered long before the stock market did. But today is a little bit different story. Very difficult to find a company that's, that's going to uh, vary significantly from major indexes because they, uh, there are so many fewer stocks out there to invest in and there's so many more people doing it but bottom line is you should try to keep it relatively simple um i think blackrock does a really good job i don't a lot of people don't like blackrock around here um because they're kind of uh uh liberal i think the uh quite frankly i yeah they're they're liberal but i don't pay attention to that i'm paying attention to what what are you going to do with the money um the a lot of the funds that they have are tops in their category So, you know, they've got some funds and they've sit on some boards and I get it. You know, they're not doing everything, but they've got what you need. They've got a lot of stuff that you need and, uh, um, you don't have to use them, but you know, they've got what you need. And the fund, the the guy that's running the company does not manage every fund there actually doesn't manage any of the funds. So, you know, (laughs) you might as well use their, their tools and they've got a really nice tool that you give them your age and the amount of assets you have and the uh, any social security or pension you have, and it'll show you, based on what kind of risk taker you are, a, uh, a level of income that you should be able to maintain in retirement. Now, I'll run that report for you. It's going to take me about, oh, probably 15 or 20 minutes. It's probably going to take you a few hours. Um, so gathering the data is the hardest part. 
So when you do gather the data, and that probably, I don't know, it depends on uh, how well you, you do that. I'm just saying uh, over the last 30 years I've been doing this, um, the vast majority of people, they have an, a general idea of how much they're spending each month. And that's really all you, all you need. You don't want to miss a big item though. That's, that, that's not good. So, but if you have a general idea of what it takes, you know, what are your basic living expenses? That's, that's great. Uh, you can start with that and you don't actually, you don't even have to do that. You could, could just take the amount of money that you have now saved, put away for retirement. Could be 401k, IRA. Uh, just know what that is. Try to get an estimate on what your social security is. If you don't know it, I can show you how to do it online. It's like five minutes. Uh, and you can get an estimate of what that social security is. If you've got a pension through a school system or you're a fireman or a policeman, we can, you guys get reports on that all the time. I can help you, uh, go through that and understand it. And within a, uh, I don't know, within probably 20 or 30 minutes, if, especially if you're in the office and you have that information, um, we got a plan that that's all the time it takes anymore. Thank goodness for all these computers. And, and by the way, think, yeah, thank goodness for the computers, but I'm telling you, that we are decades away from self-driving cars. <laughs> that is literally, we don't have the infrastructure. And I have a, a place in Powell, Ohio, and so I'm going back and forth there quite often. And when I'm going down there, my phone calls get dropped, you know, three or four times. That's in Ohio. That That's on 71. <laughs> my phone, it, it, there's no way driverless cars have got to maintain you can't be losing your connection the uh and, and when i look around and i see all the farmland out there and, and and the miles and miles where there's nothing okay yeah it's it's going to be a long time is it coming it's absolutely coming is it going to be here tomorrow heck no and a lot of the uh companies you know vendors that we deal with they're going down during the day. Nobody's talking about this. I'm going to tell you about it. And, and I know you're probably frustrated at home uh, trying to log in and use all any services that you have over the Internet because you're getting timed out. Uh, you'll get timed out, and it, sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes a couple of hours to, to log back in. And it's intensified ever since the, uh, first, the, the onset of the pandemic in my mind is when it really started getting tough and I'm spending more time than I've ever spent in my entire career. Now think about that. I just turned 60. Thank you very much. The, uh, my entire career, I am spending more time sitting in front of the computer waiting than I have in my entire career because before we just knew you couldn't do it. <laughs> If it was a there, if there was a task out there that you couldn't do, we we knew you couldn't do it. But now we're trying to do tasks, everyday tasks, and it's taking time, like a lot of time. And I I really I don't understand. I've got the fastest uh, internet speeds available. They're commercial uh, in in my area. The and uh, doesn't matter from home from uh, uh, Columbus. It's just amazing. So. Don't think it's all you. And that's another thing that when you have, when you're working with an advisory firm like ours, not only will we help you with the planning, okay, 
we'll actually be the ones staying on the phone, holding, talking, waiting to talk to somebody so that we can get done what you need to get done. We take that over for you. Okay. Now, you can be on the phone if you'd like to. And we do, we do conference calls all the time. But you don't have to be. And we will actually sit there and wait until we get to talk to somebody and get the answers that we need to get. And it is incredibly uh, frustrating to, to have to go through all this stuff. And I'm hoping that it, that it gets better over time. And I'm sure it will. I'm, I'm sure it will. They'll, they'll figure this out. And, uh, but in the meantime, it's a, uh, can be very frustrating. Uh, all this stuff that you hear, uh, just so bad for people. Everybody's got an ad. I mean, it's just, and the ads are written by people who have studied human behavior tremendously. So they're uh, creating a lot, <laughs> they create a lot of stress. Uh, like I said, uh, the, the planning aspect of this is really not that hard. And when you, if you call in, I can do a retirement income plan. If you've got, if you know how much you have in savings and you know what you're going to get in social security or in a pension, I can do that in about five minutes. Okay. And I'll make that offer. If you want to see that there's, there's no cost to doing it and, uh, and I'll do it for you. If you're one of my clients, I'll do it for you. Especially if you're one of my clients, not all my clients have that by the way. And, uh, I've talked about this more than once on the show, but not into this detail. And I'll, I'll promise I'll continue to do this on future shows, but I've only got about 10 seconds here before the music starts to, uh, come in and drown me out. So if you, if you see anything or if you've heard anything that you want more information on, just go to my website, bill at bullingtoncapital.com is my email address. Bullingtoncapital.com is the website address. And uh, I would be glad to share any information I have with you. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. Another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.